0: Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast.
1: Hello, ninjas from around the world. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are your hosts. And for those of you who might be new to the podcast, here we talk about all things ninja, real estate, and more that relates back to that stuff. If you want to be part of our amazing community on Facebook, just head over to facebook.com slash groups slash the Ninja Selling Podcast. And if you want to learn more about Ninja Selling, if you're new to Ninja, there's an incredible book written by Larry Kendall called Ninja Selling. So definitely pick that up and head over to ninjaselling.com to learn more about our four-day installation where you can get this system installed in you. And you can also learn more about one-on-one coaching, which is what Garrett and I do. Garrett founded the coaching side of things here. Over 17 years ago, am I getting that right? 2005. Yes. 17 years ago. We've been around. We've been doing it for a little while. Yeah. just, Just a little bit. A little bit. We're still figuring it out. So welcome, everybody. Today, we got a fun topic, Garrett. Someone actually in our Facebook community Martha Mason had made a post. There was some talk about Enneagrams and personality stuff. And she said, you know, personality types would really be a good topic for the podcast. And this is something that is explained in the book in ninja speak, kind of similar to like a disc profile, right, Garrett? Like that kind of thing. But we have the ninja version of that. And so we're going to dive into that today. It's going to be a lot of fun. So good morning to you, Garrett. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, thanks for joining in. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, it's great to finally have you on the show. Yes, it's great. I've I've been a long-time listener.
0: So no, I've decided that we can go down this path today. I figure we'll just jump right in. In Ninja, we talk about people's personality types and working with people's personality types. And it's one of those things that I find when people fully understand it. They realize that sometimes they talk to people and interact with people based on their own personal personality type, which doesn't we think everybody's just like us. We're like, God, why aren't they getting it? Like, why or like, why did I rub them the wrong way? Or like, I didn't mean it to come out that way and for them to take it that way. And a lot of times it comes down to is what is the personality type that you're talking to and you're working with? And so this is why I'm excited to talk about this, Matt, because it it works in every social situation that you will be in. Whether you're at the grocery store trying to work with the deli clerk behind the counter and you're wondering why you're not communicating well with them, at the same time is that you're going to go and have to work with a professional in your world. You have a client that's going to want to come work with you. And if you can quickly understand their personality type, you can very easily work with them the way they want to be worked with and talk to them the way they want to be talked to. And it's just, it's so powerful, Matt. So I'm excited to jump into this route. And Matt, you want to start off with what the types are?
1: Yeah. So we have four personality types and we got the alliteration down. It's power, party, peace, and perfection. So if you look at this on a matrix or a a quadrant, similar to the disc profile, the top left, you have power, top right, you have party, bottom left, you have perfection, bottom right, you have peace. And the reason why I bring that up, Garrett, is a lot of people will just define someone based on a specific personality type. And I think we all have something that we're stronger in than others. But if you kind of like placed a dot on a quadrant matrix like that, people will be stronger, one, but they still have aspects of the other personality types as well. And, and, most likely, a lot of people have aspects of all four. There are some people who are way strong in certain categories, and there's certain professions that attract people in certain categories, like real estate. Yep, big party people, big party people. If you're in real estate, you're most likely dominant party, which uh, happens to be us as well. Well, and it's 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 fascinating too with that, Matt,
0: because you get like okay, so you get this dominance of a lot of party people. You get a also a good amount of the power people. They fall into there. Then I would say my next big cat. Well, let's just talk about the category. So we got, you said power, party, peace, and perfection. So, oh, I'm going to continue down my thought here. We have a lot of party. We have a good amount of power, a lot of power. We do get some perfection people in this world, and we have some peace people. And it's funny how all of them will describe why they are a real estate agent in a different way or why they're in any industry in a different way. If you want to like sit down with somebody and go, like, kind of, what are they? Like, just to have them describe their business, why they're doing their business, you know, what brought them here. And all of a sudden you'll very quickly go like, oh, like you fall into one of these categories and let's, you can see it really fast. So let's start with power because that's usually where we, we always start on this. Power is kind of like the number one focus. Power is what we call moving towards. They are very, very, very fast decision makers. They are ones that want to Get stuff. They're moving towards stuff. They want to accomplish things. They want to make things happen. They're that driver type of personality. You all know the power people that you have in your world and other realtors you've done deals with that I'm talking about right now. And you're going like, oh yeah, I know exactly that person who's a power person.
1: Matt, anything you want to add to the, the power side? I'd say you know the power people, these driver type personalities, type A people might call them. These are your CEOs, right? Your team leads, for sure. And typically, power people are good at actually delegating stuff. They're good at like, hey, I want to get stuff done. So I'm going to look at every way that I can get stuff done in the least amount of time. I don't have time to wait on things. And that's why they are fast decision makers. Larry explains in the book and in the installation, they're they're the type of people when you see them coming towards you, they have a bit of a lean. (laughs) They're leaning forward a little bit. They just want to get to where they are. They're usually the first person to speak, strong handshakes, things like that. Obviously, there's cons to all personality types as well, but we're going to talk about the pros that go on with all these things. That's your power person. You know, They want to move fast. They want to get deals done. And on the client side, because I think it's important to seek out what the personalities are, the people you're working with. These are the people who are willing to let go and let you control the process. However, they are going to be tough clients. They're going to want to know a lot of information very, very fast. And they're going to make a decision very, very fast on whether they're going to work with you or work with somebody else. And Matt, if you don't
0: have a process with a power person and you're winging it, you're going to drive a power person crazy at the same time as your process needs to move quickly to get them the information that they need. Like You can't just sit around and be like, I have a process and we're going to sit around and talk for an hour and a half and
1: catch up. Yeah. they're Hey, what's the bottom line?
0: let's get going here like how are you going to help me and this is where a lot of like people that are other categories sometimes will put together a presentation or information they're like man that missed the mark with those people they seem to get frustrated well you had a power person in front of you you do need to adjust a little bit you never let go of your process and this is really important A lot of times when somebody's working with a power person, they're like, oh, well, I can't do my 10-step buyer's process. I can't do my Sweet 16 listing presentation because this person just wants action now. No. No. You just have to speed up how you're going to get from point A to point B, but you don't skip any steps.
1: Right. Well, because they'll know which steps you skipped, too. Like, Power goes kind of well with perfection in a certain way because they both like clear, well-understood processes. The difference is... Power people will probably trust your information if they believe that it's accurate, (laughs) right? If they're like, okay, Garrett's probably got the information. If he tells me this, awesome. Let me make a decision off of that versus needing to see the spreadsheet behind the data.
0: Yes. So let's move to party people. Yeah, fast. They're technically faster than the actual power people. Very extremely quick decision makers. As Matt said, we're party people i'm like off the chart almost on the the party side
1: party doesn't necessarily mean typically these are the people but this doesn't necessarily mean a party person's the dude at the bar you know slinging beers and like living it up that's not what we mean by party person they do enjoy being around other people but it doesn't necessarily mean they are the life of the party per se
0: They enjoy being social. They enjoy being around people. They enjoy, again, they are also very fast paced when it comes to things. So if you can keep it fun and entertaining, they enjoy things that are fun. Words like, we had a great time working with so-and-so. Party people go like, well, that sounds like where I want to be. Like, let's go that way. At the same time, and I I know we didn't want to talk about the negatives, but it's important to know with party people is that sometimes as an agent working with somebody, mortgage, real estate, if you are working with a client who's a party personality, what you need to know is, is that you can start your working relationship with them and call them a couple days later and they're working with somebody else because you didn't lock it down enough. And it's not that they didn't like you. It's not that they didn't like go like, oh, you have really good stuff that we want to have moving towards our project that we're working on. They literally were at a barbecue with somebody else who had the paperwork and they're like, oh, you can do this right now. Sweet. Like, let's go. Like, let's make this happen. As I said, super fast, and it wasn't personal. They didn't mean to hurt your feelings, but they're going.
1: They're impulse people. And I'll say, Gary, we talked about process. They're people who can make decisions outside of a process. This doesn't mean that we should change our process. It means that we need to do the process quickly with these folks as well to get them to a decision point, because there could be another agent that rolls in without a process, and they just kind of like the cut of their jib, so to speak. And they're like, cool. Yeah, let's go. Garrett seems like a great guy. Let's sign with him. Is Jib an English term or a, uh, in East Coast term? I don't know. We were talking about like old names before and like, I'm an old soul, Garrett. All right, we'll roll with it. I'm going to have to look up Jib after we're done here just to see if I can get a good picture in my head. See, this is what happens when you have two party people hanging out talking about party personalities. So you will find
0: in our community of real estate agents, which is the biggest part of our community, you will find a lot of party personalities. There's a reason there's so many conferences around the United States set up just for real estate agents, because it's like a reason to get together and socialize. Like, are there going to be happy hours afterwards? Like, are we going to be, have time to like network and like get together? Party people, just so you know, that is just built around the party world, which is great.
1: Yeah. Salespeople are people, people right? That's why this business attracts a lot of party people because it's a people business. So that's a great thing. We just have to mix in some of the other things to tame the... Because if you're a party personality, real estate agent, mortgage, whoever's listening, you have to fight against your own personality to run your process and not make an impulse decision yourself to go outside of your process because like, oh, maybe this will work. And then we get really upset when it doesn't. And so you have to do some work in maintaining your process typically Garrett the high party people I find are the people who struggle with maintaining the calendar very well interestingly enough there's always these like little pockets of like this if there's a certain interest that a party person has they get like very perfectionist about those things they can like easily jump over to other sides of the quadrant if there is a particular thing but in general running a business they're some of the more difficult people to get honed in on okay let's let's run the ninja 9 And here's the reason for it. We're
0: going to go through this more around this quadrant, but as you described the quadrant, Matt, where you said, okay, so you got powers in the upper left-hand side, parties in the upper right-hand side, the ones that are diagonal from each other. So like dominance or sorry, power and party are side by side. You're going to see more overlap between those than like a party and a perfection because you're going diagonally across the grid very rarely because if you had to put one dot on this wheel somewhere in there, you're moving to like the center of this thing. If you are going to see those things overlap, otherwise you're going to see more of a party and power or a party in peace. And I think we should move to this bottom side of the quadrant now. Yeah. Top side, again, as we said, power and party moving towards fast decision makers. They want action. They're more social, lots of stuff up on that side. When you start to move down to this peace side, things change pretty dramatically of the type of person you're going to be
1: working with. So, peace, Matt, you want to jump into peace? Sure. So, peace, bottom right, these are from decision makers, right? So, you have the two decision makers, the forward decision makers up top, from decision makers down at the bottom. And Garrett, after I explain this, I think it would be helpful to understand a little bit about the differences of that. But peace people, they are people who like to not lose, right? They're not people who want to win. They just want to make sure they don't lose. We want to make sure everybody's happy. We want to make sure everybody's safe. They're people who are going to help people be more comforted in stressful times. So they're your agents who come into a a listing presentation and say, hey, don't worry, we're going to take care of you, right? We're going to handle this. A lot of peace people become nurses, taking good care of people. And they're usually pretty quiet. They're not outspoken. They enjoy one-on-one type interactions, not necessarily big group things. And they're typically, Garrett, what I see in real estate, they're also very good with staying in good communication with their clients. They're the type of people who will always follow up. They will always check in. They're going to do the real estate reviews because they care about the people that they've served and want to continue that service. Whereas party people, they'd be like, cool, hey, we did, hey, high five, I'll see you around town. It's going to be awesome, right? Whereas the peace people will be like, hey, I'll call you next week.
0: Being a party person, like when I describe a real estate review, get information that you are excited about and you have fun with. That's literally how I look at it. A peace person would look at it that way. They're like, "What? Well, this isn't about having fun. This is about educating my people so they, they've got the right stuff. By the way, I'm a party piece. So I resonate with both of those. That's kind of my world of where I, I line into. You were talking about, about like, how do you work with these people that is like when you have the, the towards and away type of mentality. And it's interesting, like if you're writing an offer for somebody and you're talking to, let's say, a party person, you're basically at the house, you love the house, you would say to them, you know, should we see if we can get this home? You know, should we write an offer and see if we can get it? For power and party people, they're like, yeah, let's see if we can get this thing. That's a towards movement. If you were talking with a peace or a perfection, like we're going to talk about in a second, you would be saying, should we write an offer to make sure we don't lose this? And they're like, yes, that's safe to me. I want to make sure we don't lose this. I want to make sure we have the comfort of the home and all that. If you flip that around and you say to a power or a party person, let's write an offer so we make sure we don't lose this, you will bring up a whole lot of energy where like, why are
1: you even talking about losing? Like, why would we lose this? Particularly with power people, they will definitely be like, I don't know if you're the right person. If you're talking about losing, that doesn't work for me.
0: At the other side of it, if you talk about like, let's see if we can get this home for uh, people that move away, you scare them. It's like, wait, like, okay, like all of a sudden you watch them put the brakes on, they dig their heels in, you bring up a lot of emotion for them. All of a sudden it's like, wait, we're like being aggressive with this. Like we're going to go get this. I don't want
1: to take it from somebody else. Like what if they really need it? You bring up all kinds of energy
0: around it. So it's important that those are the two big distinctions It's top to bottom. If you're moving towards or you're moving away, at least by personality types, you need to change how you're talking to your people.
1: Yeah. I, and I Garrett, I think if there's anything that anybody takes from this episode and the personality types is that if you can remember toward and from strategies, so from are the peace and perfection toward are the power and party people. And just watch your language around those people who are dominant in those personality types. You're going to have better conversations, and you're probably going to create more clarity. Just making sure that you're speaking their language in those areas. Exactly.
0: So one more we haven't described, which is perfection.
1: Perfection. Yeah. Go for it.
0: So. Perfection, these are people that you'll find that they're engineers. Typically, you'll see that. Again, they're, they're moving away in their decision-making strategies. They particularly like to know all the numbers, all the data to be able to make decisions. You'll watch this with people that you're, you're out showing property to, or you want to list their home and they need data. They need information. They want to know what's recently sold down the street. They want to know what interest rates are currently doing right now, what's projected out there, what kind of stats and information do you have to share. They again can't make decisions unless they have the numbers and they can see what that is. Again, it's a slow, way slower decision-making process. You'll watch this. I find like and I can use an example. If you had an investment property that came on the market and you had a perfection person and a party person that were both writing offers or wanting to write offers on this property, the party person's going, just write the offer. Just put it in. Here's the amount. Let's do this. Just make it work. It's going to be fine. Like, let's go. It's exciting. This is the investment I was looking for. Where the peace person on the other side could be sitting down, or see the perfection person could be sitting there and saying, okay, can you get the vacancy rates for me? And I need to know like what loans are available right now for this. And I need to know when was there was ever an inspection done on this property? And I want all this data and all this stuff. In the meantime, the party person has it under contract. They're going. On the flip side, though, the party person may find out afterwards that this was not a very good investment. They might find later going like, oh, like I wish I would have asked some more questions. I wish I would have done some more research. I just got excited about having this investment where the person that was taking some time and looking at all the facts are like, ooh, good thing we didn't do that one. Let's go look at a different house and write an offer on a different one. But let's do the process again, get all the information, make sure we're making the smart decision. And at the end of the day, they're going to lose out on some property, but they're going to have really smart end results. At the same time, the party person probably won't lose out on a property, but might find later that they stepped in something they didn't mean to step in because we were just moving too fast.
1: I think the perfection personality type is one of the most challenging to work with as a real estate agent because as a party person, you want them to move faster because particularly now it's competitive. A perfectionist buyer right now is not having a good time. And I know a lot of agents like, oh, my client brought their spreadsheet. I don't like, what do I do with this? It's like, you got to acknowledge it. You got to look at it because that is the most important thing to them right now in their their mind, in this process is their spreadsheet. And so if you are working with a perfection personality, we got to do more work up front. We got to really spend some time during that buyer consultation. If it's a listing, during the listing consultation and listen to what they want to look for doesn't mean you have to be a spreadsheet expert or anything like that might be worth trying to find somebody in your office who is to help you out with if they have something but look into that cuz you'll find the things that are most important to them there will be something and it's and it's not the numbers they use the numbers as an excuse a lot of times to feed their personality type and what our mission is is to figure out how do we use from language to move them into being clear and confident on what their real goal is so that some of the things on the spreadsheet, if it doesn't work perfectly, they're okay with it. That 85% perfect home conversation, very, very challenging. with the, What do you mean 85% perfect? Why can't it be 100% perfect? We need you know, 3.267 acres. The house needs to be 3,187 square feet with five bedrooms, four bathrooms, no half baths. The basement has to be like, it's like, okay, hold on. <laughs> why? Tell me why. Get them into the whys. So it's interesting where
0: you can get stuck in the weeds on that. But if you can get them the answers, they'll move forward. They just need to see the answers. They need some clarity around that.
1: Well, I think that's the most important thing too is real estate agents are really good at like passing information along. Like here's the MLS sheet and whatever, telling them the answers. Give them the all the information verbally and give it to them via the however else you pass it along. Pass the information. Don't hold back on anything because that will come back and bite you during the process and when you're under contract. You miss one thing, perfection person goes, you were hiding this from me. So here's what I've found,
0: Matt, in my years of working with personality types. So again, I am a high party personality. And when we say high, like if you can imagine this on a like a graph, as Matt was saying, quadrants, I'm on the very outside of the quadrant. Like the farther you get away from the middle of it, I'm like, yeah, way out there. And I can more easily work with power and peace people because they're right next to my personality trait. I can take a power person and I can roll with that. I can move very fast. I can work with them. I get it. I understand it. I can also, in that high party side, I also have the ability of falling into the peace category. I can understand those people. They're kind of right alongside me to the left and the right. What's really challenging is going across the graph. So again, across the graph takes me down to this perfection side, which I have to pull everything I possibly have together to be like, okay, how am I supposed to be acting with this person? What am I supposed to be? like? This is not natural for me at all. If you're a power person, You can understand the perfection side and you can work with them fairly easy. You can get that. You can understand the party side and you can work with them. Peace people are like, what are you talking about? Like that doesn't make any sense. They don't correlate. Again, same thing with a perfection person. If you're a perfection person as a real estate agent you can handle power people, you can handle peace people. Party people are going to freak you out directly across the graph. And again, same thing with the peace people. Peace people and you put a dominant person in a peace person's world, They understand perfection. They understand the party. So think about that as like knowing yourself. This is the interesting thing about really knowing yourself. When you are finding clients, in Ninja, we say your job is to conform to who your client is. Your job is to basically transform to be, okay, I'm going to talk to them in the way they want to be talked to. Just know that when you find somebody across the graph, it might be a good time to refer you know, it might be a good time to take a power or a peace agent in your office, like for me, and say, Look, I've got a perfection person. Would you be willing to work with them? Because this may not be the right working relationship to help that client the best. It's about taking care of the client the best. That's what our goal is.
1: It's a great point. And a lot of people, I think, they just, oh, this person, they're so difficult. It's like, well, it may not be that they're difficult. It just may be that the personalities aren't matching right now and we're not able to, kind of be that chameleon to flip over. That's one interesting part of me. Like I don't really go well down to peace even though I'm a party dominant like I work hard at at trying to fit in there but I can flip over to perfection. And that's probably just from kind of training that I had prior to real estate, but well, and you
0: very easily could have a point on the map that's like kind of like on the line of the power and the party. Which again, if you kind of break it into quadrants and you look at, okay, well, where does that leave me at? Like, what's the quadrant over here that I have the hardest time understanding? It's this little chunk out of the map. It's this, this quarter of it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the whole point is know where you are so that you can identify who you might want to refer or you can work on that skill, right? Like, if you want to take on the perfection personalities, if you're like, hey, I want to work with investors, we'll get ready to work with a lot of spreadsheets. And perfection because it's about the numbers. And so go train yourself in that and you can start to build that up. If it's, hey, I'm a peace person, but I'm going to be working with a lot of top level executives. There's businesses moving into town. Fantastic. You might want to go put yourself in some interesting situations like join a um, improv comedy class or do a Toastmasters club, something that's going to pull you out of your shell where you have to take authority, please.
0: There are people listening to this right now, Matt, going like, oh, my gosh, he wants me to go to an improv comedy class. Like, yeah, no, thank
1: you. I do. Yeah, that's exactly the point, right? You know, Go to these things that will break you out of your shell a little bit, and then you'll be able to adapt to those personalities a little bit. And it's not like you have to change who you are, right? That's not what we're saying. It's just being able to, to mix in.
0: That's the crazy thing about these personality traits. You're not going to change who you are. You can act differently for a little bit, but you're not changing core of who you are. And I have watched so many personality traits over all the years, and people look at them and go, well, how can I be better? How can I raise the score down here? Subconsciously, your brain is running on a track. It's programmed in of who you are and what you're all about. So this is all about understanding your strengths, understanding who you are, understanding where you can bring the most to the table trying to put yourself into more of those situations and embracing who you are. There are times, Matt, that I think, is it good to have some skills that if I had to crank it on and I had to be that person, I can morph into it for a little bit if it was necessary. But don't look at it as like, I'm going to go take improv comedy classes to all of a sudden make me a a party personality. It's not going to do it. Like It's just not going to happen. It'll give you a skill you can fall back on, but not a long-term change of who you are.
1: Larry is a great example. A lot of people look at him as like, ooh, Larry's probably a power. He's really more of a peace party person. But he's trained himself, obviously, being the founder of Ninja Selling and all that stuff. And also his training through the army and other things that he's been through have brought out these other things so he can go into all of these quadrants right, and be all of these things. But And you've mentioned this in our conversations before, Garrett, too. There are things that will also take energy away from you towards the end of the day. So as, as a natural introvert, as Larry might be, there's a lot of energy that he expends being in that power state. And he'll need a little bit more, and Larry, I'm not saying anything, <laughs> he'll need a little more, more recovery. He's trained himself where he's, he can go on for a lot of times, whereas a real hardcore introvert is going to like, lose energy through the day, whereas an extrovert, a power or a party person is going to gain energy through interaction with people. Using Larry's as an example, like Larry has recovery periods that are very strategic.
0: His bike is a recovery place for him. His skis are a recovery place for him. He's got a cabin that's a recovery place for him. There are things he does that pulls him away where he's by himself one-on-one so he can go and be on stage. And you'll, you'll know that party personality comes out in Larry, and I love this. All you got to do is watch the man on the dance floor oh (laughs) never seen anybody with a bigger smile hands in the air clapping he just gets into it you're like oh there's a strong party
1: person roaming around inside that soul i love it well i think too you look at peace people and i know now we're just kind of jumping around the quadrants they also happen to be really creative right so people who enjoy athletic endeavors and and Wilderness and creativity like tend to be a lot of peace people because of that recharge aspect to it. Party people, too, I would say, but a lot of peace people involved in that kind of stuff, a lot of perfection people involved in operations, right? So, if you are a team lead, if you're a power person and you're growing a team. You'll want to hire people in all of these different personality types for specific roles too. I think this is where a lot of people maybe misstep when they're building out a team is they're like, I got to hire salespeople. So I got to hire power people. I got to hire party people. And then they're also going to be my assistant. <laughs> no. Hire a power person as your, or a party person as your assistant, you're going to be frustrated. Hire a peace person or a perfection person, you're going to be very, very happy because a peace person will take care of you. And a perfection person will make sure that your business runs smoothly. And so you got to look into those personality types for different roles. If you're a broker owner, right? Thinking about your admins, the different types of support that you provide to your agents, different personality types will excel in different things. Not to say you can't have a party person who's awesome at operations or anything like that. It's just a little more rare. The last thing I'd
0: like to add into this, Matt, is that when you are also building your business and you're coming up with testimonials, sometimes it's very easy. Like if I'm looking for a whole bunch of testimonials to build a pre listing packet around or mark some marketing around or maybe some postcards I'm sending out, me personally, I will look for party testimonials. Those are ones that are like, Garrett was so much fun to work with. Oh my gosh, you know, always a blast to work with Garrett. I look for those and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good one because people want that. That's a good one, you know, this one to work because people want that excitement and the fun. And but all of a sudden, like again, I've got power people out there that are going, like, I don't want somebody who's fun. Like, I don't need fun right now. I need somebody who can get the job done. You got peace people out there going, like, well, I don't need somebody who's fun. I need somebody who's gonna take care of me. And so you need to look through all your testimonials and always have a couple that represent. The power side. You know, Garrett showed up and got the job done for us. No BS. It was awesome to have him in our court. Good. I got my power one. I've got my party one. So much fun to work with. I got my peace one. You know, Garrett made us feel safe through the entire transaction. It was really awesome knowing that he was there by our side. And then every once in a while, and I might have to dig for the perfection person that's like, Garrett had all the numbers when we needed them. Like, easy to make decisions because he was so knowledgeable in real estate. Look for the different testimonials and make sure if you read down through your marketing and you have a whole bunch on there, don't just pick the ones that are fun for you. Be strategic and find the ones that fit all those different quadrants because then anybody looking at it's going to be like, oh, I feel like Garrett has what I need to be successful.
1: Particularly, too, like you're typically going to work with a couple, right? And they're going to be different personality types. So the party person might be taking the lead, and the other spouse might look at all the testimonials and say, well, I don't know. No one's saying that like this person really stands by their side. Seems fun, which is great. And I know you want to have fun, honey, but we we got to really be serious about this. So my wife is a perfection side, a perfection
0: uh, power side. And so we need two very different things when we're looking at who we're going to work with. I'm like, these guys seem really nice. She's like, but what are the numbers? I'm like, but they're, they're just, they're nice people. Like, why don't we just work with them? Like, let's just move forward with that. It's like, we need two different, pieces of information so we can both make a decision on it. And that's why it's important having some some selection there.
1: Yeah. So good overview, I think, Garrett. I mean, we could dive into each one a, a lot, but I think this provides a great overview. For me, the most important thing is the toward and from strategies and making sure that the language matches those personality types when it's game time because that's when they're at high stress. They're really leaning into their dominant personality type And we want to make sure that we're keeping them clear and committed.
0: Well, Matt, thanks for running down. This topic came up kind of like we were actually goofing around with our own personality
1: types. And we're like, maybe we should talk about this, see what this looks like. Well, then I remembered like, oh, Martha Mason posted in in the Facebook group and saying, hey, we should do a podcast topic on this. So, Martha, thank you.
0: Yeah, Martha, thanks for throwing that in there. Got some uh, creative thought going. So, to everybody out there listening, thank you so much. We appreciate, as always, having you with us on our episodes here in the podcast and joining us for your time. If you want to check out Ninja Selling, go to ninjaselling.com. If you want to check out the coaching, you can find coaching through there. You can look at ninjacoaching.com. It'll take you right to the coaching section. Got some great opportunities showing up out here, Matt, coming through summer right now. I know when this post will be about mid summer, but um marketplace is incredible out there. I have there's a couple of marketplaces that Ninja shines for me. And I saw it happen in 2008, nine and 10 that I was like, man, Ninja just shined. I saw it through COVID. Ninja just shined. And I'm looking at the marketplace right now and I'm like, we're right kind of touching up against something here where I see Ninja being a a piece that's going to help people just shine through this marketplace. And so I'm excited with what's going on out here right now. I think it's a very healthy market and I'm excited to see where it goes. So Matt, thank you. Have an amazing day, everybody, and we will be back soon.
1: Thanks, everyone.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the podcast.com.
1: There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.